A warm welcome from all of us here at Holy Rosary Parish in Burlington. Join us in prayer as we share with Father Martin the Lenten readings and homily for today's Holy Mass. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me. If the wicked turn away from all their sins that they have committed and keep all my statutes and do what is lawful and right, they shall surely live. They shall not die. None of the transgressions that they have committed shall be remembered against them. For the righteousness that they have done, they shall live. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked, says the Lord God, and not rather that they should turn from their ways and live? But when the righteous turn away from their righteousness and commit iniquity and do the same abominable things that the wicked do, shall they live? None of the righteous deeds that they have done shall be remembered. For the treachery of which they are guilty and the sin they have committed, they shall die. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is unfair. Hear now, O house of Israel, is my way unfair? Is it not your ways that are unfair? When the righteous turn away from their righteousness and commit iniquity, they shall die for it. For the iniquity that they have committed, they shall die. Again, when the wicked turn away from the wickedness they have committed and do what is lawful and right, they shall save their life. Because they considered and turned away from all the transgressions that they had committed, they shall surely live. They shall not die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you, o Lord, laid bare our guilt, who could endure it? If you, o Lord, laid bare our guilt, who could endure it? Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, lay bare our guilt, who could endure it? If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. If you, O Lord, lay there our guilt, who could endure it? I wait for the Lord, my soul, 
and in his word I find hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. If you, O Lord, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Rid yourselves of all your sins and make a new heart and a new spirit. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him, and he taught them. I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So, when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while the two of you are on the way to court. Or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord. Of course, dear friends, we know that we heard these words of Jesus on Sunday only a few short weeks ago in the context of that broader action that Jesus is taking as he gives the Sermon on the Mount, where he invites, indeed commands, his followers to go a lot deeper than the way they were going with respect to the law of God. But I think for our purposes today, it might be wise, in the context of the first reading that we heard, just to make an obvious, but perhaps in its own way, startling statement. Jesus, while here with us as Son of God, made man on earth, 
did not invent forgiveness. <laughs> he didn't create reconciliation out of whole cloth because he happened to be here on earth. God's intention for forgiveness and reconciliation with his people and among his people, and indeed in union of his people with the whole of creation, was always there. God always intended that. We just finished hearing last Sunday the story of the fall of Adam and Eve. And we know, of course, that that was portrayed in the scriptures as a disaster beyond imagining. But you read a little farther in the very same passage, and God begins to take the acts, the steps of reconciliation and healing virtually immediately. Yes, even as he drives them out of the Garden of Eden. He has no intention of abandoning the human person whom he has created. God has always longed for reconciliation and for healing and forgiveness. He is its author. We don't invent it any more than we would say that Jesus invented it here on earth. We don't invent forgiveness either. That is God's gift, and God always goes first. So in the ancient prophet Ezekiel, you have what really had become by that point an eyebrow-raising statement to make, namely that God is not seeking vengeance down to the thousandth generation, nor is he saying that somebody who has done something dreadful and has been a sinner, well, forget it. Quite the opposite. You turn aside in humility, trust, and repentance from your sinfulness, well, of course you're going to be reconciled. He makes it sound like it's so obvious. How could anyone have ever doubted it? But that's exactly what the people had been doing. God is vengeful. We can be vengeful too, I guess. That must have been the thinking. But God is not vengeful. You turn from your evil ways, you are saved. And remember that we don't even turn from our evil ways without God going first to initiate that movement of conversion and reconversion to him. He always takes the first step. When we look at it in that context, and then, of course, put that into touch with the ultimate act of reconciliation, the climax of what God has always wanted for his people, namely seeing his son on the cross. Well, now we get the total picture, and now we can say, is it really that hard for us to reconcile with those who have offended us? Is it really that difficult for us to forgive? Yes, it is difficult, but is it really that difficult that we must, off the top, a priori, as they say in theological language, say, no, no way, not happening. Not, how can we look at the cross and say that? How? Of course it's difficult, and we need the very help of the Lord who has promised that he will help us to become more and more like him. But we simply cannot rule out off the top 
that we can be forgiving, reconciling, and healing every bit as much as our God himself. That one who, of course, has the supreme right to be offended by wrongdoing, much more than we have that right. It's one of our Lenten resolutions to think through how we can become people of reconciliation in very practical ways that we may have ruled out of our lives before. And there is, of course, a tremendous wisdom in God's command to reconcile, because he knows that if we don't do it, we are the ones who end up suffering. The resentments and the angers that we bear become literally a cancer inside the soul that eats it away. We become much worse off, perhaps even, than the person we're refusing to forgive. He doesn't want that for us either. So, Lord, help us to look at the cross and give us another way, another route, another idea about how to live our lives and how to work with others, especially those who are difficult and who have, who have harmed us. Give us another pair of eyes, yours, to see what we can and indeed must do to become more and more like you, the one who gave your all for reconciliation and healing grace. We hope that our podcasts have been inspiring. And now, our pastor, Father Martin, offers a few closing words. Thank you for joining us. I offer a special greeting to members of our parish family unable, by sickness or other reason, to worship with us in person, and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. Lent is a time to deepen our faith through prayer, penitence, and charity. We pray that our readings and homilies help you to prepare to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at Easter. Just as we display ashes as a mark of our faith on Ash Wednesday, please share the readings and homilies with others by inviting them to our website, where they can find them all, day by day. What a great gift to present at the altar on Good Friday that you helped spread the good news of our salvation. For those joining our podcast outside our parish, we look forward to welcoming you in person at our Holy Rosary Church in Burlington. To learn more about our parish community, please visit our website at holyrosaryburlington.com and be sure to share our site with family and friends. We do look forward to hearing from you, so please email us with your comments. And thank you for your prayers and support.